time of this recording, which is literally a day after the calendar day for moving into autumn. <laughs> and yeah. so we thought it would be a nice thing to talk about moving into autumn, moving with the season and how Ayurveda can support us and just kind of moving from midsummer to midwinter, which is what autumn is. You're listening to Clan Wellness, the podcast, and I'm your host, Virginie Ferguson, stress management specialist and yoga teacher. I'm on a quest to demystify natural living and well-being in a way that is approachable and inclusive. I help professionals and entrepreneurs manage the pressures of modern life while leveling up on their well-being, blending ancient tools and new techniques backed by science. So hi, Kerry. Thanks for coming on to the Clan Wellness Podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's lovely to be here. Mm -hmm. Very happy to have you on. Mm -hmm. So for our listeners, uh, could you give us uh, a quick introduction? Let us know who you are, what you do, your background and all that good stuff. Okay, thank you. So I'm Kerry Mackay. And I run Thrive with Kerry Mackay, which is all about applying the habits of yoga and Ayurveda to your life to create thriving health and the life path that you want. So I'm a yoga teacher. I've been into complementary therapies for about 20 years. And now I'm at, I'm at a point where I'm helping people in groups um, with more of a coaching approach to really build the habits that free their energy, improve their digestion, and just enable them to live how they want to live. And I'm absolutely loving it. I love this work and I love talking about it as well. So it's great to be here. <laughs> Fabulous. Great. So, and I've got you on today because, well, at the time of this recording, we're just literally a day after the calendar day for moving into autumn <laughs> and yeah. so we thought it would be a nice thing to talk about moving into autumn moving with the season and how Ayurveda can support us and just kind of moving from midsummer to midwinter which is what autumn is yeah, and so it's a period of transition. And it's part of the bigger picture of living more in rhythm with nature and with the season. So not thinking of the year as linear, thinking of it as a cycle and attuning mm -hmm. your behavior to that cycle. Great. So what are your biggest tips or things that we should be looking at, follow, change in the way we we do things and the way we live our life. So everything from what we do to what we eat, what we drink and mm -hmm. yeah, so autumn is a time when 
what we call the vata qualities are prevalent. So um, Ayurveda talks about three um, doshas, which is um, sets of qualities, vata, kapha, and pitta. And vata is um, a mobile energy, unstable. The weather gets windy, perhaps um, drier or wetter. There's a contraction going on around us in that we're losing light from the days. And um, the aim with Ayurveda is always to create balance. So we want to be um, adapting our behaviors and our diets and our, our rhythms of life to create balance for those qualities. So that's the guide to how how to adapt to the season is. So, for example, um, autumn has a lot of um, transition in it, a lot of change, and everything goes a little bit out of rhythm. So in order to balance that, you need more grounding practices, more, more mind-settling practices. So it's actually mm-hmm. quite simple. You just look at what's going on around you and how you can create balance with that mm-hmm. autumn is actually also a time of great creativity so um there's something about um the sense of loss that it gives us because we're we're losing light we're moving towards the stopping port point of midwinter and that kind of can bring up quite a lot of emotions around loss which then can boost your creativity so it's a very beautiful time and it's a time when people are more likely to write poetry or more likely to kind of tap into their more creative side so it's so it can be something to expect and and I think a lot of it a lot of Ayurveda is about knowing what to expect so not expecting to be as productive all year round uh, not expecting to behave the same way all year round actually Mm -hmm. embracing phases and rituals and expecting to rest in the middle of winter expecting Mm -hmm. to start to get warm to focus on warmth in autumn and so on Mm -hmm. so obviously we're losing heat in autumn from the weather so Mm -hmm. there's a cool quality a cooling that's going on so we have to focus on balancing that with warming so I can talk about um, other practices that would help, if you like. Yes, absolutely. Uh, to warm yeah. up, let's go for it. <laughs> to warm up, yeah. So, we, so we've mentioned it, the, the mind and your energy is being scattered, so we think about grounding. And then in terms of um, warming and keeping everything lubricated because the, the cooling off that goes on around us makes our blood supply retreat from the periphery which then affects your digestion, but can also affect your skin. Your skin might become dry and so on. So one of the key practices mm-hmm. um, to make sure you have in place and to boost in autumn is oiling your skin and what we call self-massage, which is a very simple mm-hmm. practice of just rubbing oil all over your body and beginning to get into a habit of perhaps doing that every day or at least doing hands and feet. And the oil. Um, that's most warming is sesame oil. So non-toasted mm. sesame oil. So that's a good one to know about. But you could use um, something like sunflower oil or whatever you've got. Um, but the most warming one is sesame oil. Mm. So massage okay. um, is something I talk about quite a lot, um, but that's just a brief mention mention of it. Really getting your circulation and your skin 
moist and soothed and warmed up. And especially if you do like the oil, it's like a layer of oil between you and the weather. Mm. So is it a particular time of day you recommend doing this or Ayurveda recommends? Or yeah, does it not make any difference? It's a good thing to do in the morning, um, a good way to start your day. And you can actually do it before your shower or your bath so that you're you're slightly, um, it, the warm water sends the oil deeply into your skin, but also then you end up washing a bit of it off so that you're not quite so oily when you put your clothes on. So that's quite helpful. <laughs> so first thing in the morning, but don't use soap because you don't want to soap off your oil. And then mm. last thing before bed is the other fantastic time. And obviously that really helps with grounding and settling the mind and preparing you for sleep. Mm. So beginning of the day or end of the day is best, but you know, you can do it any time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And you talked about grounding. So sometimes I think grounding can be a, a like almost a fancy word that we hear quite a lot now but I'm just wondering if people understand mm. actually what that means or what that translates um, mm. into so is there any couple of grounding practices that you would recommend or we could mention that are just simple yeah just to remind to people because I think a lot of us know these techniques but we forget about them mm-hmm. so there's two ways I view grounding one is you're bringing your attention in more into the lower half of your body that's one very simple way so sort of pelvis legs feet um and the other way i view it is you um are dropping more into the ground so you're con- you're allowing yourself to connect more with the actual earth beneath you so i don't know if either of those is helpful for the listeners and you just think okay what is grounding it's actually very simple mm. And Mm -hmm. so getting yourself onto the ground is huge. It has, and just lying there on the ground, on your back is amazing. And imagining Mm. that you're grounding. And that will also, um, if you just lie on your back with your legs bent, feet flat on the floor, then you're potentially relaxing your psoas muscle, which should be very calming. Mm -hmm. But if if you swing your legs around and put them up the wall, Um, that's a very famous yoga pose, actually. Um, Mm. So your legs are up the wall. They're slightly elevated, obviously, and you just rest there on your back, legs up the wall. You can do that on your floor or even on your bed. And Mm -hmm. just um, allowing and imagining that grounding is happening. And it's really powerful. Mm. It's a very good one. and. Yeah, mm. yes. I love doing that before bed, kind of really calms the mind and the body. It really puts you into that parasympathetic, that break mm. mode. Um, when I struggle to go to sleep, I usually do on my bed, swing around and put my legs on the wall. Yeah, and it really helps in my you. bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. To, to help me go to sleep. Um, another one that I like doing is kind of bringing the breath into it as well and as I lie there I just picture with each breath with each exhale that I do that I've got roots coming out of my body so the parts that are in touch with the ground and with each of my exhales they go deeper and deeper into the ground that's one I quite like doing with kind of the breath and visualization yeah 
you know, that sounds fantastic. And you can obviously add that and do it whilst you've got your legs up the wall or whilst you're lying on your back. Yeah. 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 So So. that kind of stillness, really, really good for autumn. Being in your weight, because that balances the wavelessness Mm -hmm. of the quality of the season. So what else could we do? I think there's a big element of food and drinks again to warm us up, perhaps to ground us as well. What what does Ayurveda yes. kind of teach us in this way? Yeah, so um, eating seasonally is a a really important part of um, Ayurveda, and it's a it's a great place to start with Ayurveda in a way because we all like food. Well, most of us do. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so in the autumn, um, switching to warm food and warm drinks is really, really helpful. Um, And I'm actually someone who eats an autumn diet pretty much all year round (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I need to, I always need to warm, like add warmth. Um, But if you're someone who tends to eat salads and so on in summer, now's the time to be switching over to warm meals. So if you think of um, creating balance, we want warm to balance the cool We want oily um, and um, liquid to balance the dryness so that your diet should become more warm, more oily and more liquid in autumn. So you can start with that very simple intention. And the other thing to point out is that Ayurveda tends to recommend doing a seasonal cleanse to help you transition. So in theory, in order to release summer, you should do a mini cleanse first and then switch your diet. And a cleanse doesn't need to mean being hungry. It could just mean you eat um, dal and rice for a few days and you and you cut out some of the other things that you eat. Mm. But let's assume that, that a little bit of cleansing has gone on and then you can begin to switch to um, things like, you know, vegetable stews and soups, roast vegetables, um, mm. adding probably maybe more fat than you would have been having before. So obviously you need fat in small amounts, oils mm-hmm. and fats, really good quality ones, but you might find having slightly more at this time of year is helpful. So if you make a soup, you could put a blob of coconut oil on the top or olive oil. You know, and it, that makes it much mm. more filling, especially if you move towards more of a plant-based diet. You want that nourishment, that unctuousness that you get mm. from fat. So definitely increasing your veg content, moving more towards cooked foods, making everything more liquid. And if anyone listening has, you know, slow colon tendency towards constipation, all your foods should be should be moist, liquidy, you know, not like runny, mm-hmm. but, you know, every, like make if you mm-hmm. eat porridge in the morning, make it runnier porridge. If you eat dal, make it runnier dal. And it's incredibly soothing. And so we so we can all start to think a bit more like that in autumn. Mm. Yeah. So those qualities, warm, oily, liquid, and some more ideas would be things like stewed apples. Um, you can spice it up with some ginger oh. and some cinnamon and just mm. gently cook your apples, have it for breakfast, begin to eat warm breakfast, so like porridge, and you can make porridge with many, many different grains. Um, if, so another example would be if you're going to have porridge, then soak it overnight 
because then it's mm. much more easy for you to digest and you could have a few seeds soaking with your porridge overnight mm. and very easy to do you want to be focusing on root vegetables more and depending on how you tolerate sugars and carbs because obviously some people don't and they need to keep their carbs mm -hmm. low but normally most of us would be increasing our carbs at this time of year and following what's available in our environment so the beetroots are all ready at the moment you might have spinach at the moment mm -hmm. kale squashes um carrots parsnips and so on and so we're just following what how nature's leading us and then yeah. in, you can add a warming effect through spices. So you could be adding ginger to things, um, boosting the heat of things through maybe a tiny bit of chili. I'm not big on chili myself, but ginger is a good alternative or black pepper. Mm -hmm. And then turmeric. A lot of people um, eat a lot of turmeric, but over the summer they might have kind of forgotten about it slightly. So you can start adding that to your meals mm -hmm. lemon could be really useful because it's got a sour taste and it's quite settling mm -hmm. for the vata energy okay. so so there's loads of really really yummy things to eat in autumn it mm -hmm. feels a bit like self-care on your plate in a way because mm -hmm. you, you're prioritizing cooking more you're prioritizing like proper meals more um maybe a bit more preparation needed you might be you know slow cooking things and once you start adding some fat as well, and obviously you need to think about protein, but it starts to feel very much like eating like royalty. You know, <laughs> I love it. I love eating this way. It really, really suits me. Mm. And I like that you mentioned, you know, like even soaking the porridge overnight or having yeah. cooked apples. That That's kind of things that you could prepare the night before. And I think for most people, being so busy and also now having a different routine because offices are opening back up people are starting yeah. to to go back into the into their office even if it's only one or two days a week you know routine mm -hmm. have changed again and it's quite unsettling so I think mm. being able to to think about things like that that you can prepare the night before and knowing that you're going to be nourishing the body in the correct way according yes. to to the to the season um the next day i think is will be quite comforting as well and that's hugely helpful for your nervous system so i think this is one of the really mm. profound things about um ayurvedic food preparation is it's very simple but it is often prepared in advance or planned in advance mm. and so your nervous system loves that you know that you've, you you yeah. know what you're having for breakfast it reduces mm. decision fatigue which mm. we all suffer from especially if yeah, we're working absolutely. as well as trying yeah. to prepare nice food and just like letting decision fatigue um fade away is is hugely transformative so getting that simplicity like there's nothing fancy about these foods but they feel very nourishing to eat mm. So I soak pretty much everything I eat. So if, you know, if I'm making dal, even if it doesn't need to be soaked, I'll soak it overnight. So dal is a fantastic mm. food for autumn as well, but make it quite runny and use the smallest pulse you can find because that's more easy to digest. So with the slightly drying effect of autumn, we can, our digestion can start to um, be less strong. 
so there you need to be thinking about what what what's simpler for my digestion so pulses are um big pulses you know like chickpeas and big beans can be quite challenging whereas if you go for smaller mm. things like red lentils mung split mung dal they're full of the same protein and carbs but much easier to digest so mm. I, if, if i was cooking um any grain i i pretty much soak it and you don't have to but it just makes it that much plumper and moister but also it soothes your mind because you know oh i've got that soaking i'm going to have that for breakfast or i'm going to cook that for lunch in the morning and so on so yeah simplifying everything and i make a lot of plant-based milks nut milks and so on and they are fantastic for this kind this time of year because you can have them warm and they're nicely full of protein and good fats mm. And so if you've got your almonds, say, soaking, ready to make nut milk in the morning, it just feels really, really soothing. And you know your day is going to be good if you've got, if you've got some mm -hmm. food lined up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're the expert in helping people <laughs> setting up good habits and yes. regularity. So is there any? tips you could share around that to help people as we said you know again change of routine going back yeah. into the office being very busy and the tips you could share that would help put these things in place where you know you're gonna maybe try a new habit or trying something new over the next few weeks what can yeah. help to put that in place and kind of stick to it Yeah, so I would su suggest two things. Um, one is the habit of closing your kitchen. <laughs> so um, one of the things that makes us more scattered is eating late into the evening and snacking in the evening. So if mm. you have a concept of closing your kitchen at a certain time and not you consume nothing after that time, apart from maybe herbal tea, then that mm -hmm. has a great effect on your digestive system and your nervous system. And it's really powerful. And you can just start from wherever you normally finish eating. Like say you normally have a snack at eight or something like that. You can say, right, my new, my new kitchen close time is 15 minutes earlier and just begin <laughs> to shift it in tiny steps. That's one of the key principles of habit yeah. change, tiny yeah. steps only and make yourself a wee chart and tick it off. Or, you know, something that you, you feel like you can see what you've done and you're rewarding yourself. Yeah. yeah. So closing your kitchen would be, um, one step another step is kind of similar would be um closing putting your screens to bed your devices to bed and it, not expecting to be on devices um and then expect to fall asleep straight after that doesn't work mm -hmm. for for our mm -hmm. poor minds so <laughs> you know just again bringing that back slightly could you could you put your phone away half an hour before you go to sleep or you know bring it back in small steps And again, you know, find a way to make yourself accountable. You can buddy up with a friend and see if you can both do mm -hmm. it. You could use a yeah, habit tracking really well. app. <laughs> yeah, I, so I meet my buddy um, to meditate every morning. Um, and we meet on Zoom because she lives um, in Bristol. And honestly, it's changed my life. So it's that regu regular, regular, regular rhythm. And it's the simplest thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a buddy. I have a similar thing as well with a friend of mine, same thing, 6.30, we phone each other and we 
ask ourselves, have you done your meditation, have you done your yoga or whatever we we that practice is that we want to do this that particular morning. Fantastic. And then uh, we tell ourselves the the three things that we must or our priority for us to do and yeah. we only choose three things. Everything else is a bonus. Yeah. We tell each other yeah. that and then we keep each other accountable throughout the day. We message each other and say done this done that <laughs> and oh, it's great brilliant. it is life-changing yeah. it's just definitely and you do that every day do you yes we do yeah mm -hmm. that's fantastic yes it's life-changing mm -hmm. uh -huh. yeah mm -hmm. and you've got to you've got to kind of want it you know that gets a commitment so yeah. it, it's getting to the point where you'll commit to something like that can take a bit of time yeah. and so it's yeah. best to make it something you've got very little resistance to mm -hmm. mm. yeah <laughs> okay so yeah where can people find out more about you and have you got anything else that you could share with our lovely listeners <laughs> mm. yeah so I think, well we've covered um the basics of eating well, I didn't we didn't mention drinking did we so oh no we didn't yeah let's yeah, go into so drinking same uh, same applies um warm drinks warm drinks are going to be so helpful um, to switch over to, you know, unless you don't like it, your body doesn't like it, 100% warm or hot. So, you know, herbal teas, warm water, basically. Um, you mm. can stick in a slice of ginger or a slice of lemon if you like. But, you know, really beginning to um, think about warm, warm for everything. And um, I, I – mentioned nut milks i've got a tip sheet that i've created for autumn some some kind of treat treat like autumn drinks um mm. i've got a recipe for um hot chocolate that's sugar-free dairy-free nut-free and pretty much everything free and it and it takes like wow. 10 seconds it ten takes 10 seconds to make so uh, so yeah that's on my, my tip sheet is this free from hot chocolate and mm. um, so a couple of like really lovely nut milk type recipes. So if anyone wants that, you, you can put the link to it in the show notes. And yep, um, I will put that in. I can, I can email out my autumn drinks tip sheet. Mm -hmm. um, Sounds amazing. And... I do love a hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah yeah and and obviously the qualities of chocolate are quite stimulating, quite heating. Mm -hmm. So yes. you, that could be helpful. Um, to get that warmth and that sort of fieriness to balance autumn, mm -hmm. but you need to also keep an eye on an eye on um, how your mind reacts to hot chocolate mm -hmm. and the time of day mm -hmm. you have it. So I wouldn't have that in the evening. Evening mm. would be more like a nice um, golden milk, say you know, like a warm milk with turmeric in it and some other spices. Mm. So that's on my um, recipe tip sheet as well. Um, so yeah. I've, I've got a course, a short course coming up, an online wellness course called Get Juicy, which is all about trying to keep your juicy, moist, lubricated self um, mm -hmm. through the autumn process. It's, it's focused on a lot on digestion, but also on rest. So we didn't mention rest, actually, in that, you know, mm -hmm. as the season yeah. goes on, it's more and more important for you to build in short rests during the day as well as mm. beginning to prioritize sleep and that helps keep mm. you juicy and it helps 
um, counteract everything that's going on around us and, yeah. and allows mm-hmm. digestion. The mind can digest the transition we're in and the emotions mm-hmm. around it, um, mm-hmm. as well as the, obviously the body digesting. So my Get Juicy course um, is just a four-week course. We, we, we meet on Zoom, but there's lots of online content as well. And um, there's an early bird offer. So if you sign up by the 6th of October, and the course starts at the end of October and runs through November. And it's, it's, it's a lovely, simple process. Not overwhelming at all. It's just simple mm-hmm. information, simple meetups. Um, so my website is deeperyoga.uk. So that's D-E-E-P-E-R, deeperyoga.uk. And then the course is forward slash get juicy. But if you go to my website, you'll see it there. Um, yeah, and we'll pop the link so- again and into the notes to make sure people find it easily yeah and i've got um a nice community on facebook a a wellness um group called thrive together where where i post tips and we we chat about it's different topics we're currently chatting about poos (laughs) keeping keeping your poos juicy so that's a lot of fun as well so um you can put the link to my to that in the show notes as well i will do Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds good. Great. So, did we cover everything? I think we we did well. Yes, I think, I think we did. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, it's good. Yeah. And even Great. if people just take away one change, one small change is enough. One small change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's important. Like like you said, you know, little baby steps. Um, when yeah. you're trying to to change habits and because then you've got that resistance of the mind, the resistance of the ego who doesn't want to change the identity that you've built. But I suppose we are building new identities every season and there must be Mm -hmm. a little bit of resistance to to change every time we move into a new season. So little steps, Mm -hmm. baby steps, one thing at a time, gently stacking those habits up if we can refer to James mm-hmm. Clear and his atomic yeah. habits, ways of doing things. That's yeah. definitely important to to support us and help us move into into the yeah. new you, the new yeah, us. Yeah, and I love your idea of like so you have a new identity for each season, and it's kind of nice, isn't it? It's like you get to live four mm. lives every year. <laughs> yeah, so it's very expansive. Yes, and mm. you're right. We resist the change every time, but we can just mm. smile at that resistance. <laughs> great well thanks for coming on to the podcast Kerry really enjoyed wow. this conversation very insightful thanks so much yeah it was and an I absolute look forward pleasure to yeah have a look you. at your recipes and try them out yes keep warm keep juicy keep um keep oily <laughs> that doesn't really work does it <laughs> yeah okay thanks so much thank you thanks this was Clan Wellness, the podcast. I hope you found this episode valuable and inspiring. And if you did, make sure to subscribe and why not leave me a review on your favorite platform. Thanks so much for listening and I'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Namaste. Namaste.